Matt Strom, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Hello, Royals fans. This is the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. On Clubhouse Conversation, it's Davo, your host, and I am excited to be joined by Matt Strom today on Clubhouse Conversation. One of the most intriguing prospects, and I know I say that a lot, I'm aware, but he is one of many guys who have come onto the scene big time in 2015 in the Royals minor league system. To me, one of the top three best stories Stories and most encouraging stories so far this spring. Matt Strom, a guy who the Royals took out of good old Chinook, Kansas, Neosho County Community College. 21st round back in 2012. So you might say, 21st round? Why are you so excited? I'll tell you why I'm so excited. The numbers are fantastic for Matt Strom, who's a lefty, by the way. 6-4, and he's got 74 strikeouts in 47 and a third inning so far in 2015 between Lexington and Wilmington. A combined 209 ERA. Once again, 74 Ks in 47 and a third. That is sick. What, a strikeout and a half per inning for Matt Strom this year? My goodness. And the Royals now stretching him out, making him start a bit more as they were watching his innings and letting him recover, obviously, from the Tommy John surgery he had back in 2013. So a guy that's really come on the scene strong after being injured pretty much the last two seasons is Matt Strom, who joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. Matt was recently named to the Sally League All-Star Game for Lexington, was called up to Wilmington before that, so wasn't able to be in that. But, but Matt, thanks for joining us. And I mean, how exciting was that being named an All-Star? Thank you. I mean, it was a real honor. Uh, fortunately, I didn't get to participate in the All-Star game, but uh, getting called up to Wilmington was great. So, Yeah, I mean, that's got to be bittersweet, but more sweet than bitter moving up to the next level. And, uh, you know, the Royals have mostly used you as a reliever this year in two- and three-inning stints, but obviously you're starting to start here again, uh, recovering from Tommy John surgery. Uh, last night you threw six innings in your second start of the season. So, I mean, is the plan eventually for you to become a full-time starter, or are you just kind of rolling with the punches and whatever happens, happens? Just rolling with whatever they have me do right now. Um, right now, it looks like I'm in a piggyback role with Rico, and uh, so far everything's been good. And we alternate on starts, and so next time out, I'll be on the bullpen behind him. So I mean, just just going out and doing whatever they tell me to do, really. So. Another intriguing arm, Rico is. Um, now, yeah. a lot of Royals fans that are seeing your ridiculous numbers this year, so they're kind of wanting to know a full scouting report on you. So you got a, a 209 ERA combined. You've got 74 Ks and 47 and a third. Uh, you know, so tell us kind of what pitches do you throw? Where do you sit at and top out at, et cetera? Um, mainly fastball, curveball, and then uh, I've been working on a changeup here this year. Um, my fastball range is in here from 89 to 95. And I'm not quite sure on my breaking ball what the velo is there, but I mean, mainly just fastball, curveball, try to get ahead of guys, and then throw my curveball when I'm ahead and counts. And yeah. So I mean, is it the curveball that is the strikeout pitch? I mean, what enables you to miss so many bats? I mean, going back to college and, and Idaho Falls, everywhere you've been, you've missed a lot of bats. I mean, what is it about you that does that? Um, I don't know. I think uh, a lot has to do with my my arm action and my fastball. That, run I get on it um just showing batters the the curveball I mean 
makes them realize I have that too, and they can't just gear up for my fastball. And I mean, it's been a little bit of both. I've been getting a lot of swing and misses on fastballs up, and then also getting them to chase it down with my curveball. So. And then the the changeups, what you're working on the most right now, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to work on them. I think last night I threw only like six, and I mean, didn't really even get a swing at any of them. So I mean, it's a work in progress right now. Wasn't that the because uh, I saw an interview with you where you were kind of joking around that you know, you came up to Wilmington and the first hitter you face you give up the home run and nobody hits it out of Wilmington but then you start mowing them down it was, it wasn't it the change up on that too on that home run? Yeah, I've given up three since I've been here and two of them have been change ups. So <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the change up hasn't been working up here. So well, it'll get more gratifying. You, you'll, you'll master it. It'll be yeah. more gratifying when you get there. Um, yeah. So is there an MLB pitcher, past or present, that you've been compared to or that you kind of pattern your game after and look up to? I uh, just always grew up watching. I don't know why, but I love watching Cliff Lee. Okay. Uh, he's a lefty, too. Um, I don't know. I just like how he goes after hitters, and that's who I kind of tried to mimic my game after, I guess. But, yeah, I mean. He'd be the the one, and I also grew up a huge Twins fan watching Johan Santana, and I guess I never picked up a changeup watching him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I was going to ask you about that. So you were a Twins fan growing up in Fargo. Then did you go to a lot of games up there? Uh, it's about four and a half hours away from where I live. Didn't make it to many, but I mean, my dad and I watched quite a few sitting there at home with good old uh, good old Burt Blylevin, Circle Me Burt on TV, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I actually got to do a. Uh, post-game show with him one year when I was 14 years old we played in the Metrodome after a game and got to do a post-game show with him oh no way that's cool I bet that was a highlight right Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll come back and, and talk more about 2015 here in a second. But let's kind of stay on the on the old school mentality here. So you went to West Fargo High School then in Fargo, North Dakota. I mean, did you grow up there your entire childhood then? Yeah, I've been there since day one. So I mean, not not a baseball state, that's for sure. But yeah. Uh, do you? I always wonder. Do you ever get used to the winters up there? Like growing up there, does it ever? Like, do you ever become immune to all the cold up there? Um. No, not really. I mean, it's it's cold, that's for sure. Uh, last two years I've been down in Arizona, and then, or I guess this last winter I went home, and it was it was bitter. So, and you don't you don't get used to them, but I mean, I don't know why we live up there. It's beautiful <laughs> in the summer, though. <laughs> well, they got the the Roger Maris Museum there, right? I think I've been there before, man. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's it's not it's not a mall, isn't it? Yeah, it's in our local mall. It's just kind of got its own little wing. It's kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah, I've eaten at the Olive Garden across the street from that mall. I just remember that <laughs> randomly. Yeah. I dated a girl yeah. that went to the UND for law school, so that's why I was up there. So now, how about uh, how about the movie Fargo? I mean, do, do you guys like that up there, or do you kind of make fun of it? <laughs> I get asked that question all the time. Yeah. I can honestly say I've never watched the movie through and through. Really? You've never, not even Netflix? I mean, with all the rehab time and the bus trips, never? Yeah, I mean, uh, couple of the guys rehabbing uh wanted to watch it one day and we sat down and we watched it and we got 30 minutes in and we both looked at each other and we're like no <laughs> and we just shut it off so, all right well that answers that uh, question yeah i've never been able to make it make it through the whole movie so <laughs> well maybe if you're wired on some red bull someday or something uh maybe i don't know uh so, so baseball was that always your number one love growing up i mean did you play other sports and was that always just a slam dunk favorite for you though baseball Oh, yeah, baseball's been 
just something I've wanted to do all the time. And I, I grew up playing basketball, um, played a little football until freshman year. I mean, I was I was really small all through high school. I mean, I didn't grow until my junior, senior year of high school. And junior, senior year, I was focused just on baseball and knew I wanted to go on and play baseball. I really wanted to uh, get out of North Dakota and play baseball. And so I just concentrated on that. I did nothing else other than baseball. Yeah, you uh, from Fargo. You went to Neosho County Community College here in nearby Chanute, uh, Kansas. So you went nine and three. You had a one four eight. Like I said, the strikeouts, ninety nine innings. You had one hundred twenty nine Ks in your final year there in two thousand twelve. And you guys played in the two thousand twelve National Junior College World Series. What was that experience like? Oh, that was outstanding. I mean, we had a huge chip on our shoulder from the previous year, being the number one team in the conference, and then laying a goose egg at regionals, and then. Uh, being able to come back to that group of guys that I spent time there with was amazing. I mean, it was one of the greatest baseball memories I have playing there in the World Series with that group of guys. And uh, before we talk about you getting drafted, so I'm a Nebraska grad, so I'm kind of excited to talk about this. So you committed to the University of Nebraska and Darren Erstad, you know, originally out uh, out of Neosho there. What made you choose UNL? Uh, I mean, Erstad was a huge was a huge part of it. Uh, I mean, you go back to who I looked up to. I mean, Darren Erstead grew up about an hour and a half away from my house playing ball, and, I mean, he was one of my idols growing up as well. Uh, I just, when when he got that job, I just, I didn't want to go anywhere else. I wanted to play for him, and, I mean, he's another North Dakota guy, and I just, I don't know, that sold me as soon as they hired him, so. And that he's what, from Jamestown, right? Yeah, he's from Jamestown. Is I, yep. I've actually been to that town. That's the town with the world's biggest white buffalo or something, right? That statue, right? The world's biggest buffalo, and they also have one of the few albino buffalo, yes. Okay, so I'm assuming you've been yeah. there before, too? Yeah, a few times. <laughs> Very cool. So. Very cool. What, what were you going to major in at UNL had you gone there? Uh, I didn't really look much into it. I mean, all through college, I've been solely based on baseball but uh i was gonna go through business school uh do all that but yeah i mean like i said it's always been a dream of mine to play baseball and my parents have always told me that you can go back to school you can only play baseball for so long so Mm -hmm. i mean i was out chasing that dream yeah, so 21st round of 2012, Matt Price was the Royal Scout who scouted you throughout the process. I mean, do you remember a certain point where Matt first watched you or that you first started talking to the Royals? Was there a certain game or a certain moment? Um, I think it was in the probably the second game of my spring season there my sophomore year. But uh, after that, I felt like Matt was at every single one of my starts down there and I mean, he was he was on me all the time. I mean, had a couple sit-down meetings with him. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was very exciting. I mean, still stay in touch with him now. And, uh, I mean, he's a great guy. And, I mean, I'm just happy happy he found something he liked in me. So, Yeah. Were, were the Royals the team that you thought were going to take you? Or, I mean, or Were you pretty sure, or were there a few teams? Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be them. Uh, there was a couple other teams that, uh, showed quite a bit of interest that I thought might be too, but uh, through the in the end, I knew it was probably going to be the Royals, and I mean that's what my agent was telling me. He's telling me that it looks like you're going to be a Royal, and so I mean I just sat back and waited. 
Well, things worked out well. So you got signed. You finished 2012 at Idaho Falls. So 5-6-4 and 30 and a third, you did strike out 42, but I'm assuming that's probably around the time your arm started having, your elbow started having issues. You missed the entire 2013 season with Tommy John surgery. Was there a was it during that 2012 at Idaho Falls, or when was the moment? Did you hear a pop? When did you kind of know you were in big trouble with that? Um, I didn't feel anything with my elbow until the offseason throwing. I mean, I went to Idaho throwing out of the pen for the first time ever in my career, and uh, throwing 99 innings at Neosho, and I mean, just kind of wore down. I mean, threw through it and didn't have any pain, but then in the off season, before spring training, it was the very last bullpen before I reported to spring training that I threw a pitch and kind of felt like a little bite in my elbow and just called it quits. My brother was actually catching me, and I was like, no, we're done. Like, let's go home. We get home, and my elbow locked up on me, and the next day I was flying out to Arizona, and I uh, got an MRI within three days after that, and I was actually down with a stress reaction on my Olecranon. It had nothing to do with my ligament, and I was out for eight eight months with rehab and a throwing program doing that. Or not eight months, sorry. Uh, six months, I think it was. And then at the end of that rehab, uh, my elbow went again, and then it was Tommy John time. Ah, so when was the exact date then, and who performed that then? Uh, I think it was actually, I think, the 11th, July 11th of 2013. Okay. And Dr. T did it, so coming up on the two-year anniversary of that. And you're, you're starting to really bounce back, so that makes sense. So, you, I mean, you missed the entire 2013 season, like I said, and then uh, yep. you, the majority of last year. Now, one guy I wanted to throw some love to, I've, I've heard you talk about Carlos Reyes in the past, you know, the pitching coach at, at Lexington that you had earlier this year, and he was a guy that helped you a lot yep. with your rehab process. What, what was that process like coming back? I mean, were, were you down? Were you just always positive? And, you know, what was that like? Um, yeah, I remember vividly throwing the very first day uh, with Reyes. Uh, we start on a knee, and from 45 feet and I threw the ball maybe 15 and it went straight into the ground and then kind of laugh it off and then the very next one same thing and then uh, he just made an adjustment and then I threw it about six feet over his head and then he just told me to take a deep breath go take a drink and come back and I mean ever since then my throwing program went smooth but I mean just throwing for the first time in 13 months it was like it's like riding a bike you haven't done it in a while but to get back on it, he, he figured it out pretty quick. And I mean, having him through the rehab process was huge. And then to be able to go to Lexington this first year of my full season and start with him, that was, I mean, that was huge for me and couldn't have asked for a better way to start my year. Yeah, and you obviously spent a lot of time rehabbing in Surprise, Arizona. What, what do you do for fun in Surprise, Arizona? Uh, like you said earlier, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Netflix. Um, no, a lot of us guys play this uh, game on the iPad called Clash of Clans. We kind of took over our lives with that. But, uh, I mean, we just try to stay busy with anything we can and kind of keep our minds off of what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, with- I mean, it's not, it's not fun thinking about why you're there, so... Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Which, which uh, you know, which Royals teammates are you closest to in, in, the, uh, in the organization? Um... I mean, I rehabbed with Alec Mills, Colin Rogers, Ryan Brickhouse, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we all kind of were there for an extended time. Uh, three of us with elbows, or four of us with elbows and one with knee. And I mean, we all we 
all spent at least a year together there, and I mean we're we're very close. So I mean it's I mean we just pick each other up, and it, it's it's huge to have all those teammates to go through it with you. I mean, granted, you don't wish that upon other teammates to have to do that, but I mean it's, it was great to have them there. Well, and you had some success then, so I'm sure it was exciting for you. Um, probably some butterflies, but exciting to get back out there with Idaho Falls last year. So you had uh, 2.29 ERA last year. Again, more strikeouts and innings pitched, 27 and 19 and two thirds overall. Between that and 2012, what are your favorite memories of you know playing in the in the Pioneer League? And what was it like playing in Idaho? Um, I mean, Idaho was just. I mean, it was the first place I played pro ball, and that will always stick in my head. And uh, Getting to go back to Grand Junction, Colorado, where we played the JUCO World Series was a great memory as well. Uh, getting to play back there, but yeah, the first group of guys I played there with, are, I mean, still guys I talked to, and it was it was awesome. I mean, granted, I mean, I don't think we put together. I can't remember if either of them were winning seasons, but I mean, it was it was still still a blast, and I mean, I'm thankful to be back out pitching last year that was I mean that's all I could ask for was that I was there so now, any obviously you've got uh, what I guess two or three really like the Orem and Grand Junction, some of those trips there in the in the Pioneer League. And are there any you know classic travel horror stories or bus breakdowns either then or you know with Lexington when you had some long trips? Any any great travel stories you've gone through in the minor leagues? Yeah, we were going to Great Falls, Montana, and uh, our bus could not make it up a, a hill, <laughs> and we just we kept puttering along, maybe three miles an hour up a hill. And then the whole way, the whole way, it was about a, I don't know, it added about two and a half hours to our trip, but the bus <laughs> could not make it up a hill. It was like almost like we'd be better off getting out of the bus, walking up the hill and <laughs> waiting for it. But I mean, it was, it was brutal. I mean, there's been buses that break down, but I mean, nothing extreme like Lexington went through last year. But I mean, yeah, I yeah thankfully, thankfully, I haven't been on the end of those yet. Yeah, I've heard. I heard about uh, the classic Lexington story. Any anything? Any you know hotels that were awful, or you've been pretty lucky in that front. Uh, I'm gonna forget the name or which place it was. I think it was Ogden. That's supposedly a haunted hotel. That was kind of neat. Uh, actually, I got called up to Idaho last year from rehab, and I get to Ogden is where they were, and I get there and I have my room to myself in this supposedly haunted hotel and I get there and my lights in my room won't turn on. <laughs> so I go down to the front desk and I was like, I don't have any lights in my room. They're like, Oh, we'll figure it out and go up and they get the lights to work and okay, whatever, go to bed and I wake up in the morning, go turn the lights on, and the lights won't come on. <laughs> and so I mean it was, it was just a little a little freaky and then I mean, it was just kind of an eerie hotel and then the next night come back to the hotel and my my bed that I didn't sleep in was unmade, but my bed I slept in was made, and I thought it was the guys messing with me, and all of them say they didn't, but <laughs> I don't know what that was about. So, I mean, it was it was weird. That's great. Now we we mentioned Lexington earlier. Obviously, you were Sally League All Stars. So, I mean, your favorite memories, and you know, what was it like throwing in Lexington? Oh, it was great. I mean, they they draw pretty good crowds. I mean, support there is awesome. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I, my greatest thing of throwing there was just having Reyes there as my pitching coach. Uh, I mean, my first few outings weren't very good, and he just kind of sat me down and 
he's just like telling me I got to trust my elbow. Just he said I looked timid out there. He's like, just go out and do it. And yeah, I mean, greatest thing about Lexington is having Carlos Ranch there. So. And then I spoke with uh, with JJ Piccolo last week. So I and I told him, and it's true. I, I don't ever in twenty plus years of following the Royals minor league system ever remember the depth with the arms. So I wanted to ask you about uh, just a few different guys that you've pitched with this year. First of all, uh, you talk about you mentioned him earlier, but talk a little bit about Alec Mills. Oh, he's just phenomenal. I mean, very efficient with his pitches. I mean, he's got a couple eight inning stints he's gotten this year, and I mean, just watching him pitch is almost like watching a video game. It's all four of his pitches all in the zone and I mean he'll, he'll go 80 pitches eight innings and it's it's unbelievable to watch him throw so I mean, he's got control of everything I mean mid-90s fastball guy and it's it's outstanding to watch him throw I really like like to just sit back and watch him pitch another guy you're currently teammates with who you've seen a couple starts I'm sure is uh, talk about Sean Mania. oh Mania, that uh, I mean it's it's crazy watching him throw he's low three quarters and uh, ball just pops out of his hand, looks effortless, uh, sweeping, breaking ball. Uh, I mean, just can overpower hitters. It's, it's, I mean, again, fun to watch. I mean, all these pitchers here, I mean, turning the ball over the bullpen here is just a breeze. You know, all the guys are going to come out and throw strikes, and it's, it's outstanding to watch these guys pitch. And the last two guys uh, pitched with you in Lexington. Talk about, uh, first of all, Scott Blewett. I only got to see him once or twice. Uh, I mean, yeah, kids has got a lot of upside. Ball flies out of his hand, does well. Um, controls his off speed. I mean, big guy. I mean, got to be intimidating to hitters seeing that out there. But, but yeah, I only saw him a couple times. But I mean, he he's got a bright future ahead of him. And then the one other guy from Lexington is uh, Foster Griffin. Griffin, yep, I threw behind him a few times. He, too, again, another guy that just controls the ball. I mean, he lives down in the zone. He's going to get a lot of hitters to just roll over with this stuff. Uh, he's, he's too. I mean, they're both young guys, those last two you talk about. And, I mean, they got a lot to learn about pitching. And, I mean, so do I. But, I mean, they just, with what they have right now at that age, is outstanding to them. And the last three questions for you then overall is, you, I mean, you mentioned a couple things earlier away from the field, you know, Netflix and, and, the, and the game and all that, but what else do you do for fun away from the field? I'm a big outdoorsman, love hunting and fishing. Uh, spend a lot of my time in the offseason on the field with my family and friends. Uh, do a lot of pheasant hunting, deer hunting. Uh, duck hunting is one of my brother's favorite things to do. Do a lot of that. So you got a, a great area up there in North Dakota, especially, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. To do yeah, that. It's, it's a blast. Uh, what's the best, ba- talking about movies, what's the best baseball movie of all time, in your opinion? Best baseball movie of all time. My favorite baseball movie of all time is Sandlot. I mean, yeah. not a year goes by, <laughs> I don't watch it. You're killing me, Smalls. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, I'm going to go with Sandlot. It's just, it's, it's a traditional baseball movie. All of us grew up doing exactly what they did until baseball started. So It's a classic. I'm with you. Well, well last thing yeah, for yeah. you, I guess in summary, what would you like to say to, to Royals fans listening right now? Oh, I mean, it's great, great support from all the Royals fans. I mean, what happened last year was outstanding. And, I mean, just to see the support they have, and even with the all-star voting this year, I mean, it's crazy to think that a group of fans can take over that like they did and, I mean, it's outstanding to be in this organization and couldn't ask to be in a better place. 
Well, we look forward to following you uh, throughout the rest of this year and for many years to come and seeing you up here in KC one of these days. And stay in touch, and thanks for your time, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Okay, take care. Yeah, you too.